Once you've listened to this episode of The Sounding Board for Drinkwise, be sure to catch our McCafe interview series. Episode one is with the winks of Australian journalism, Nick McKenzie. It's all thanks to McCafe. Win free McCafe coffee for a year on the My Maccas app. 25 winners every day. Ends 29th of August, 2023. And thanks to Perla T-shirts. Look and feel your best with Perla's premium tees. The perfect combination of fit, quality and looks with a little extra room in the belly. Head to getperla.com. This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. This is the Tuesday morning of this week. It's uh, Series 8, Episode 27. And, and as I look across the desk today here in South Bank, I see, it must be said, an ailing Craig Hutchison. You don't look the best. You've been... Going through a bit recently, Hutchie. Hello, Luke, Damo. He's got you. How are you? Hello, Damo. Yeah, I've been a man down for the last week, so been bedridden since I last saw you pretty much. But uh, I knew you were in trouble. You, that's you missed right. your radio show on Saturday, and then I got the call up uh, halfway through yesterday to fill in for you on Footy Classified last night. Um, I saw a few of the Twitter clips last night. How did you go? I think we uh, we we got through okay, but there was a bit going on last night with the Matildas playing and the Ashes Day 5 of the fifth test about to start. I'm not sure footy was in the focus of a lot of people. How did the seat feel? Are you warming to the idea of being a I've prime time? Before. I've done it before. Yeah. I did it. I did it. A fair bit of fuse ago, and I filled in a few semi. It's not. Look, I've always yeah. said the hosting is not my strongest suit. Well, you were. I don't mind the co-hosting on this show, but the hosting's on TV. You not... host this program. Co-host this program, don't I? I don't nothing to co-host <laughs> about it. I get dragged <laughs> along. But you were once upon a time the alternate host, and then you put, fell down the pop charts there for a while and. Sam well, I filled in. Job. I did one year, didn't I? And then, uh, yeah. Now you're but... now you're the fill in for the fill in. Sam McClure <laughs> couldn't make it because of the early time and. All of a sudden, it's you. It's not the nat- it's not natural. To me, hosting's not natural. It's just not natural. And it's funny that when you got to steer the show, how you don't engage in conversation as much as you would otherwise, because you're trying to go to the break or introduce the next topic. <laughs> I know you've done it your whole life. It's still not natural to me. Um, Speaking of hosting, by the way, yeah, Sam Pang. Hats off to Sam Pang on Sunday night. Did yeah. you watch it? No, I didn't. I didn't. No, I uh, I was writing and I was yeah flicking around and watching footy shows and whatnot. But yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I, I sort of caught up with it on social media as happens in 2023. But you, your take? I watched it actually. I watched about half of it in bed, and I, f- I was really keen to see how he went because we we're all barracking for him. As yeah, you know. he was magnificent. I thought his opening monologue was like, was the highlight and the pinnacle. It looked like he put more time into that than anything else. Because did he take the room down? Yeah, well, he did. He he landed quite a few. Um, it was it was funny. He looked a little nervous at the, st- at the start. You probably wouldn't have picked it unless you knew him. I don't think. But he, as he warmed into it, he uh, his comedy was bang on, and he hit the right tone in the room. He didn't offend anyone to the point of no return. He gets away with more than most, as you know. Yeah. But he hit on a lot of great themes. He went back for a few. I thought it was superb. I tell you what, the afternoon did do when I, when I saw the social media postings in the lead up to it. I had I used to have dread on that night, and we we've discussed this a few times yep. on the standing. But we we had requirement, we had to go. And while some people, and I'm not saying the first time I went wasn't a, a good moment, but I couldn't cop. I hated going Hutchie, and I know you did too. Yep. But we were forced to go, weren't we? And the dread that used to engulf me anyway, and I know others did too. When you had to, and yet they funneled you down that red carpet rubbish, and you used to make fun of it, and. 
I was glad that I wasn't part of it anymore, Hutchie. I should never have been part of it, but we were made to go as contracted nine people, weren't we, there for a while? We say this with love because we're still part of the television industry ourselves, but have you ever met an industry more in its own bubble no. than the TV no. industry? <laughs> the only one would be the yeah. old-fashioned journalism one. So. Even the line, the, the line that Sam Pang used early in his monologue, if, you, if you're over the, under the age of 25 and watching Welcome to Free-to-Air Television... <laughs> Just a little reminder of the room that you know, young people could not care less about this room and you're not that big a deal. A couple of backhanders to Koshy were, were landed. I saw but all, that one. But everyone tries a bit hard to impress each other. It's a disingenuous night, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's, yeah. if you're on the next table, you're how good are you? And if you're on the table over there, you're no good. And, and then, you, then you're seeing some executives and, and usually people are then making a beeline to them because they're going to make the decisions yeah, on the next program that's up or the next job that could be coming your way. And you just want to make bed that one down and then, then the alcohol kicks in. Yeah. And that... It's not, not, a, it's nope. a, not a great night for... And, and whatever else they get up to on behavior. that night. Carl's, Carl's joke about the bump was inappropriate. I didn't see that one. He made a joke about uh, David Cross mentioned the word bump. Now, uh, Carl made a uh, what seemed to be a cocaine-related joke oh. about bump. Like I didn't, I didn't, I'd never heard of it, but that's I must be in the entire okay. minority. <laughs> so there you go. So it was, and then Daryl Summers is a bit missed wildly at the end. Did it? It was a long night, uh, and I think even Sam was sick of it by about halfway through. So yeah, really. Um, a really laborious night. The funniest thing of the night. I want to interrogate this with you. Yeah. What happened with your boys? So where do we start here? So BT, poor old BT. BT's had a shocker, but I'm here to defend BT. Well, I heard BT the day before talking on Triple M. He was heading to Sydney, I think, that night or certainly for the next day's Logie occasion. I got the feeling the way he was talking, he, he felt he was going up to accept I something. reckon they've sold him 11. Yeah. I reckon they've said, you might yeah. want to have your speech ready. Yeah. Knowing they wouldn't get him there in any other way <laughs> other than to give him the inference that he's about to yeah. win on TV. Because it's a long way to go to not win anything. Well, it's not. It's Particularly a, when you're BT. It's off brand too for yes, Brian to do something too. for nothing. Yes. So so he's got <laughs> Brian's. Although he is a political animal. He's a political animal. Would but, he have sat with James Warburton? Well, here's the thing. He's had to do the, the red carpet. With the four leading ladies of seven and, oh. and him. So he looked like a complete so fish. So is he on air doing the red carpet? Complete fish out of water as the number five. The two Abbeys and uh, I can't remember the and other. And that aired? Did that air? Yeah. Oh, I missed this. And then the, and the paparazzi. So he's like the fifth guy kind of awkwardly leaning in on the on the great shot. And there's some um, clearly some very talented uh, women in the seven sport department. So then he's had to do the sort of like daggy uncle routine on the red carpet. <laughs> Brayshaw... Nowhere to be seen. He read the room. He didn't even go. He didn't go. He didn't he's, go. He's BT throwing the hospital handball. Mind you, one year he did have to go, Brayshaw. He um he ducked under the 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 ropes of the red carpet. Yep. And ran around the back, and all carnage broke out because he was not meant to do that. I remember. So Brian's he's one out in the goal square, right? He's he's the only seven male there, but he's clearly worked out that okay, well I'm here to do the speech and, and you gotta sit through the whole night. And this will go over well in Sydney. In Sydney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to grow his Sydney credentials. And then oh, I read in Scott Gallon's column, he's had he's had tea spilled on him. <laughs> The table. The waiters come over and spilt tea all over him. You can imagine if he's sitting there brooding, angry that he's not there. You probably had a probably had a, a job at the Bacchus Marsh Footy Club or something. He could have been doing cashy. <laughs> and he's sitting there brooding, and then someone spilt tea over him, and he's had to refrain from his natural character and not give the guy a scolding <laughs> yeah. because he's among the network suits. So he's had to sit there and say, "That's all right. These things happen." And then there was mistaken identity too. Uh, and then right? he got mistaken for Lee Matthews in a photo <laughs> by a Wiggle oh, by 
one of the wheels. <laughs> Brian has had the ultimate night. Well, we're both massive fans of Brian, as you know. Uh, we love him, but uh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't his night. Um, just quickly time code it, which I have briefly. Tuesday morning, so the Ashes has finished. Oh, I can't recall being as in, um, embracing of a series as this one just gone. As we as disappointing in the end, wasn't it? it well, yeah, played for three tests. Yeah, and, and I think they're unlucky in the first test too. The Pomps. So yep. I know that flies in the face of what we I meant to say as an Australian, but they made all the running, all five tests in my mind. They they made all the run. They created all the drama, all the fun, all the entertainment. We just held on for dear life, managed to get the first two tests over the line, and then we're outplayed completely. I think beyond that point. Yeah, it was a great series. In the end, we were outplayed. Yep, and they didn't win a test without Nathan Lyon. So it's a couple of things that emerged there that are. It's certainly yep. footnotes for the future. But and then just again to sign off on it, uh, the Matildas, there was a lot of uh, were high. tension, wasn't there, going to last night's game. People who were normally level-headed and mild-mannered were were calling and almost preempting the disastrous outcome that would have been another loss, which would have been elimination yep. in the group stage. In the end, 4-0 against the reigning Olympic gold medalist yep. Canada, and Matildas go through without Sam Kerr. It was interesting. It's, it's such a beloved brand, the Matildas, and it's – Never really faced any criticism. And it was, you can see the media dancing with how to criticise or, yeah. or if to criticise this early. And they settled on a popular hitting zone, which was the coach. Yep. So he just, he, just he copped, was gone. He copped the whole <laughs> hamburger with a light on selection. And, and then to get through without having to even risk for, for five minutes the calf of Sam Kerr, there, there's a little tick there. Oh, and, no, magnificent. And it yeah. was. It would have loved to have gone. It seemed like a huge atmosphere in there last night at, at Damien Park and uh, next Monday. So I can't wait for that too. So, yeah, two, two uh, great sporting events. The Ashes was wonderful. Uh, I thought our OCN radio team did a great job. It was magnificent. Yep. So uh, we we move on. Um, what did I have for you? That's something for you. You go. Well, well as, you, as you think about it, we may as well go uh, with something I just heard on the on the drive in here this morning, Hutchie. I, I had it referred to me many times yesterday, uh, an item in the tackle on the Monday morning, the article written by Mark Robinson, which I usually don't um, feel the need to go to too often, but I was referred to it yesterday by a number of people who thought that I might be interested in it, and I'm assuming you were too, about a reference to Gary Lyon making the Charlie Curnow 10-goal match about himself, about his own 10 goals in a, in a in a game some years ago. I didn't have any context to it, but then I uh, I listened to Gary Lyon as I was driving in for to, to come to the studio today for our show, and it's fair to say he got a little bit wound up. Now, we'll skip the setup to it. The setup to it was that uh, post-match, Fox Footy, which Gary would have been hosting from the studio, gave, according to Gary, 12 or 13 minutes of pure post-match love to Charlie Curnow, including an interview with Charlie Curnow, including taking the Channel 7 live interview with him, including regaling everyone with how he had kicked the uh, the match-winning six goals in the game. So we'll leave that. That's how he set it up. And then he went down this phase about uh, referencing what he read himself in uh, the Monday column. Yeah, and it is embarrassing, Tim, that that paper would let it go, to, go into print like that is a reflection on him. And he's waning credibility. And it is, I'm sorry, it is just embarrassing that that is where he gets to. So, so that that's the retort to, to Mark Robinson's referencing about how Gary, in Mark's eyes, made that moment about himself. And then we've worked with Gary and we know that he can get worked up. I, I could sense this as I'm pulled up at the traffic lights where Sturt Street meets Kingsway and I'm about to park 
and he absolutely then got uh, got wound right up and had this to say about uh, about it. It is just one bloke who's let his personal feelings get in the way of his professional responsibilities and thought a little cheap shot here. I'll give you one for Scotty Gullen, who does the media rounds. Mm. He, he continues on like that. They won't get anyone AFL 360s. Now, this is extraordinary. This is, these are teammates. This is, this is Fox Footy's crew, and you've got two of the big bulls in the paddock going at each other publicly. Oh, that's the first I've heard it, so I didn't... Well, Donny, yeah. as we speak, it's 20 minutes ago. That's a, yeah. new, that's a new one for me. You're bringing audio from our platform in and playing. Well, I heard it on the way to in, me, Hutchie. I to heard me it for the first time, on the way I, in. I haven't been uh, myself. So, so just that last reference, who wouldn't... What did you say about 360? Who wouldn't get on? Well, I, I took it to mean that they may be struggling to get guests on because of Mark Robinson's presence. Ah. Although, now again, whether I've misread that, that's what I took it to be. But the other reference, and, and this will be interesting because he's then coded Scotty Gallen, who writes everything to do with any form of skirmish in media. There's a walk-up story for him there. And um, I'm expecting when I finish this record today to, to click onto the Herald Sun and see the, the latest from Scotty about the latest Fight and you're and you're taking delight in this because no, I don't. I don't think Scott will write. Shouldn't it you because... have a, as a letter of the AFMA? Shouldn't you take <laughs> a leadership position in this rather than actually being reveling in your old? Do, uh, do you think? Do you think though that, that that this will be in the Herald Sun because of the News Limited connection with it? Do you think this will be celebrated as one of the great? If this was you versus Kane Corns or you versus Matthew Lloyd, and there's the comparison, oh, I, I, reckon, I reckon we'd see this for three days. As the lead item online. So your, your interest in this is how they cover it. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's part of my interest in it. When, when, you're my, own, when your own chief footy reporter is getting a whack back. My own ear, my ears pricked up because I, I know Gary well enough to know, and he does it so well, he just eased into it. And I'd imagine Tim would have been goading him behind the scenes. so far, 8.05. Okay. What, what's the, what are the odds you won't see it? So this would be this would be the biggest media story that they could get there on Sunday, but but it unfortunately involves one of their own. It'll be uh, one of these ones in the morning prayers meeting. It'll be, um, geez, hey Gary, oh, anyone seen Robbo yet? No. How are we going to play that one? Oh, I don't know. Are you going to talk to him? Oh, it's not a good look for us. <laughs> good story though. It'll click well. It'll click well. Verity would go oh, well. Imagine the click on that. <laughs> Yeah, but we can't just verity it away without speaking to Robbo about it. Well, someone's going to talk to him. Well, we can't really be seen to be. Well, well, he wouldn't be awake yet. Maybe we can just get six pars out now and say more to come. More to come. You know, that's what they do when they try and buy a bit of time on the bottom of those stories. More to come. And and Scotty may want, not want to put his name to it, but he can still get the click off the verity by just putting staff writers. Actually, there's the solution. Staff writers. Staff writers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a bit of self-indulgence um, there. It is. We, yeah, we do get self-indulgent. No, that's it? what we do. It was a bit of a weird. It was. It was beyond weird. It was. A, it was a. It was well, an unnecessary stab from Robbo. I thought on Monday. We don't apologise for being self-indulgent because we, we've taken the view that this show we can just dump all our uh, issues on, don't we? we? We dump them on each other. We fight with each other half the time, and at least it's a platform where you know you you're going to get some of that stuff but whereas the is the paper on a monday after a round of footy which was an extraordinary is that the right platform for a bit of self indulgence for someone well i just don't know it just didn't it lacked logic like when you're on air for 5 hours 
you're going to have to add a bit of light and shade and a bit of mirth and a bit of fun around it and a bit of self-deprecating humour. And again, you know I'm critical of Fox footy for not going to the showdown, yep. for instance, and that, that's a separate issue, but I would have thought the, the Friday night game as it was, that would have been Fo- the, that Fox footy is not the host broadcaster. It, it, it does a broadcast from a studio, yep. which, which it's entitled to do from a studio in that point in time because Channel 7 does the game. That would have been there on the weekend though, Fox, were they? On the... They weren't there at the showdown. As I, to- oh. I told you that last week and you didn't want to buy into it. Yeah, I, I just thought you were joking. Well, I'd, I'd pose the question, as in, surely they'll be there, okay. wouldn't they? And guess what? They weren't. There you go. Right. Hey, um, but they were They were there on Gather Round when they had the walk across the bridge, remember? That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> go once, walk the bridge. <laughs> we the, are here. Get the promo shot. Uh, no, that's all right. Everyone's different. Hey, to, to the, not, I don't think it's good enough just on that. It's, it's not good enough to not be there for the showdown when, did, when you are the host broadcaster. Did you read this story by James Manning? I sent it to you on the WhatsApp News Corp Australia had best year in a decade. I did read it. Yes, so he, I clicked the link on that. And did read it. It's great effort. By it, the way. it was good information. In the in the current media times, to have your best year in a decade is hats off to them. Um, but this is what caught my eye. Do you believe it though? Yeah. Okay. It's a public listed company, so of course. Um, by James Manning, News Corp's data analytics platform Verity <laughs> has been a quote unquote game changer and growing subs enhancing AI. Executive Chairman Michael Miller was a guest presenter at the recent WAN IFA, WANIFA World News Media Congress mm. in Taipei. Were you there? No. The fact checkers were there, though. Uh, Dean, <laughs> Dean Roper, Director of Insights and Editor-in-Chief at WAN slash IFRA, reported on the Michael Miller session. So he was there. He gave the summary. Michael Miller's presentation was taking a stand. Um, he said most publishers take a stand of a different kind, had to address disruption, had to embrace new technology, um, he knows there's not a leader here today whose business hasn't experienced a seismic shift in tech. So very good. But 40% companies' total revenue now comes from digital, and digital has grown 42% in the last two years. And in October, the, the group passed 1 million paid subscribers, the highest result of any publisher per capita in the world. So let me just spell out in simple terms. Over 1 million digital paid subscribers on Good Freight too. that. Uh, good Freight? Yeah, it costs, costs a bit, doesn't it? The, good ROI. So it's the highest result of any publisher per capita in the world. So they are converting more human beings in Australia to paid subscribers than anyone, hmm. and it is on the back of Verity. Yep. And that is why Tom Brown has become a Verity superstar. The unlikely things sell subscriptions, they mate. Right. And that is proof. Well, well, I saw they've broken the model around the world. They've broken the model, and he he broke his silence. I saw yesterday. To your point, broke his silence. He broke his silence. Yeah, he broke his silence on Friday night on Triple M Live. Yep. Oh, that was a breaking of silence. And then I read about it. I think it was Sunday or Monday. Yeah, that he they, broke they, his silence they, from Friday night. They strung it out. Yeah, to, to, at a good verity time yeah. in the day. And he didn't really say anything. But can you break your silence without any, actually saying he didn't he anything? Did, yeah, of course you can. Because can the, the modern headline now is. Uh, a decision is in on something, and then you go. You have to click on click. it. And go, What's the decision? <laughs> oh well, the decision yeah. is that there is the, no decision. The verdict is in. <laughs> the <laughs> verdict in. is in. Yeah, yeah. But that. But if you want to actually take the business lens of that, yeah. That like we. I have a bit of fun with the with the verity as do you. It's it's working its socks off on yeah. subscription. There's a reference in that James Manning article too, Hutchie, to another phrase used was hyper local. I hadn't heard that one before. Oh no, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I I I got a. I actually got a bit out of the article you did send me. Again, Media Week, just to retribute like we try to do. Media Very Week, good, James, James Manning, and was it Robert Thompson? Robert the Thompson. Executive, the executive who, who was quoted? 
Uh, I, I did read Michael it. Miller. Michael Miller. Sorry, Michael yep. Miller. Michael Miller. Yeah, equally senior there in the news limited operations. But yeah, He's I did the Australian read boss. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, Buddy Franklin quitting. Yep. Couldn't be bothered with a, a media appearance to to sign off on 354 games, 1,066 goals, fourth greatest goal kicker of all time. Yeah, well, he's his own man. I think yeah. he's um, he's always master his own beat. The Swans handled it magnificently. Yeah, they did. But yep. you could. I mean, he hates media, yeah. and if you're buddy, you've got reason to. So yep. I'm not. I'm not one to defend media on, on anyone who wants to hate it. They've got every right. But I think it would have been better for him to have done something. And I, I just say that as an observer. I, it didn't. Him being there wouldn't have enhanced the moment because we all reflected regardless, and we all reflected positively, favorably. Um, um, misty-eyed in, in occasion, I feel. I, you know, when you do reflect, you think, we're not going to see him again. It, it's hard. It's it's sad. It's a footy sad moment. But but I reckon I reckon he would have been better off just being there, even if it was for just 10 minutes, just to nod, smile, say thank you. More to the Swans and the yep. Swans supporters than the media that he didn't need to thank. But I just think it would have nicely drawn a, a line on one of the all-time great careers and, and one that will be guaranteed to end up in legend yeah, I, I, status. I didn't have a problem with it. I, he's been such a legend. I thought the shows, I flicked around a little bit last night, all the shows did a great job celebrating him. Some of those early highlights, you forget just how destructive he was as a young player. You do, don't you? And how how uh, mobile and athletic, you, you don't forget, but you, it's just great to be reminded. It, it, it forces you to reflect. His highlights to me, Hachi, from the individual perspective and, and team, because he's two premierships for one as a Hawthorne player, they're all in brown and gold to me. The, the, the moments that immediately jump off the page, the the hurdling of his teammate Ben Stratton in the middle of the MCG and then still kicking a goal that went every bit of 75 metres, the, the runs down the MCG wing with Kyle Hooker, pro Kyle Hooker chasing him, Again, Hawthorne player. The the thirteen goals down there in Launceston, which um, we were fortunate enough to be covering live at the time. Again, Hawthorne moments. The, the seventh goal to win the elimination final, his first final in two thousand and seven, and and to single handedly win. Obviously, all the hundred and thirteen goals in two thousand and eight. There were moments in Sydney, and I think his impact on the broader game was greater yep. in Sydney. But the individual moments to me go back to the Hawthorne days. Yeah, I, but he's he was still unbelievable in Sydney. Absolutely was. You'd probably, I, you know, is it 50-50? Is it 55-45? Probably. I'm just talking about the yeah. individual moments. Yeah the, yeah, the effect on the game, I think, was more profound in Sydney. Yep. And he played an extra season. He had 10 years in Sydney, nine as a, as a hawk. Yep. I, you and I have discussed it. I hated the the debate, did Swans get their money back on him? I reckon they got their money back three years in. No doubt. And, and, that, and that's credit to him too because, just again, sometimes- You reckon he mispriced the deal, Liam? <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't at the time, but he, he might have in the end, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Because there would have been some stages of it. Let's go with, say, circa 2000 and let's go 16 to 18. It, w- it was unders. Him getting a million bucks in that, which he did get in that period of time, would have been unders, wouldn't it? So, But it, not that he, he needed it, any more money to play any better. It, it's it's strange though, Hutch. He played in six grand finals, one, two, lost Four and actually lost four of his last five, and and all three. Yep. Having as a Sydney Swans player, uh, what I, what I would say about the deal, it's a wonderfully constructed. It was a wonderfully constructed deal. If you if you actually look at the deal and how it uh, worked over the over the respective years, took small money early. Is that right? Yeah, I, that, don't, I don't want to get into the specifics, but it was. I think it's all been reported, and I think you reported it at the time. Uh, I'm a bit more privy to it now than I was then, oh, given okay. the circumstances of buying that business. But right, um, it's. 
it was one, oh, hats off to Liam. It was a wonderfully constructed and very fair deal for everyone. Yeah, and then uh, Buddy Fra- uh, Buddy Franklin uh, thanked Liam by nine months later moving him on. Unusual, yeah, yeah. at the time. But that's that's the way it goes. Hey, he, did he fly a kite late? Buddy, I was six, so I was only half paying attention. He flew a kite late on the possibility of playing on again. He flew a kite or someone else did on his well, behalf? Well, I think it went the same way as last year, right? Robbo rode it via the intermediary. That, that went well, didn't it? Yeah. It lasted five days. He said he might... He said he could play on, and then he retired. Yeah, but I think, um, yeah, the the same intermediary the last year, I would say, Damo, joining the dots, has um, has suggested that again, and it got written and didn't get the momentum that it was supposed to, and then the injury made it redundant anyway. He wasn't playing on anyway, I don't think, actually. I don't think, even, be- even before the injury, I don't think he was playing on into 2024. No, but I think it was worth, well, I think he wanted to. It was worth. It was, he wanted to wanting to and and yeah. actually doing is very different. He talked. Oh, look, the swans. The swans were. Swans weren't going to allow this year. The swans were half reluctant about this year going. No, no, more than half reluctant. They yeah, were. Well, they were out. I was trying to be year. diplomatic. Yeah. No, they, they were out and. <laughs> and then that's not that's not to reflect poorly on the swans. Yeah. I, they they just knew that. And I I still Hutchie loved every moment he played, and he had a good three week patch there quite recently. Yeah. There, there were moments early in the season too. There was even a game against Stephen May. He got beaten. There's no doubt he got beaten, but he just created some drama, created some moments, created some tension, got goals because of it. I, he still had the showman element to him. The game will miss him. It really will. Yeah. Did you see the hot mic incident overnight, by the way, the ABC Genos. No. What's happened here? The ABC journos have turned up at the press conference. We've had a hot mic moment. Well, we we are the kings of the... <laughs> We've got a problem. We've got a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> so the ABC journalists... Yeah. Uh, all, a, lot of the big, a lot of the big guns. Uh, I'm, I'm too scared to get Stephen's... Uh, um, his name wrong. The um, foreign affairs reporter. Do you know how to, how to, how to say it? Uh, you're telling the story. I, I'm not aware of what you're about to tell us. Uh, Stephen Zizic. Is that how you say it? Jane or no? It's like Jesuit. It's it's weird. It's not weird. It's his name, but it's it's. Sorry, the pronunciation doesn't match the spelling. (laughs) I I should know because it's show respect to a colleague, but I'll I'll uh, I'll try and find that in the. We'll uh, spell it. Spell it so who we we know who we're talking about. D z i e d z i c. Yep. Anyway, a group of them have turned up for the press conference on the weekend for the U.S. Secretary of State, who's in town. Yep. Anthony Blinken, Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles was there, and the Foreign Minister Penny Wong. And so the group of journos, yeah. they've sat down and they decided to like wax lyrical and everything about the ABC, not realising that their mic's being beamed into every newsroom in Australia. Oh, no. So the end of the press conference. How have I missed miss this? Shari Markson. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Has yeah. been called a pit bull by one of them. Oh, no. Now, when you read it, it actually wasn't said in a derogatory tone. It was more, I took it as a compliment. Um, so as you know, there's a difference between the the spoken word and how it yep. how it comes out when it's written. So, uh, uh, Zizek uh, Ben Packham, who's the foreign affairs and defence correspondent for the Australian, and the Sydney Morning Herald's foreign affairs reporter, they're the three. Matthew Knott. They sit down oh. and they're and they're going. And first, um, looks like she's right on the uh, on the COVID story on the Wuhan uh, yep. lab leak. Yeah, it's a lab leak theory. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then uh, Zizek goes, she's like a pit bull and she's so unhinged, yet she might still be right. It's just annoying. I don't, it's I know, annoying. She's such a pit but... bull and she's so unhinged and yeah. yet she might still be right. And look, I would, yeah, I would definitely say it's still definitely <laughs> unresolved. still but... right? <laughs> they get on to other topics. They get on to about half a dozen things. Oh, probing, have a go at that. Worst thing we've ever done, letting probing go. 
how David Spears is going to react gets mentioned. There's, there's pages and pages of quotes. Wow. And who's published that? Uh, it's published everywhere this morning, overnight. Okay. I haven't caught up with that. They probably got out of it as lucky as they could. It sounds not like something as anything. Like there was, everything there is defendable. You could say, we do think you're a pit bull of a journalist. It's about poor use of language, but it's just tenacity and you know the way you go about it. We did say you're right. It was a compliment. Could have used better language. I'm sorry, Shari. Um, I think there's a way out for them all, but uh, they are classic um, press conferences. People forget all the yeah. time the hot mic. Don't they? There's, there's been one in the past two years AFL style where down there at the uh, it's the Mike Sheehan media yep. room, isn't it? Yep. Which is the now the press con- the media conference room yep. under the Marvel Stadium. It's been moved yeah. a few times. Mike gets upset it every has time. Been moved. That's why I was actually querying as the, where it is now. But it, I think it is that one. Um, Again, there was a – whatever it was, might have been Gillen's retirement or last year maybe. I don't know. But there was a big one, and I wasn't there. But um, there are other journos there, and the conversations were just filling in time before the subject arrived. And there was a feed going out to the world. Um, yep. And there was uh, quick quick conversations uh, relayed back to those people whose voices were being heard. Stop talking. So, the again, mics, nothing came of it, and it was a bit like that. The mic's always on. They're always on. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, well, we've discussed this. We, when you when we come to the studio now and I ask you how you're going, you, you almost don't even say good or bad. You, you're too scared to talk yeah, before no, we no small talk. Yeah. The, the worst it, ones. It's, it's affected our relationship. Actually, we don't we don't really know much about each other anymore. <laughs> oh, it's, the, the, it's um, detracted from it. The hostings at the footy were the ones that used to always scare me because they when you. Um, for seven in particular, I know, what you, I know what you're about to say. Here. Yeah, they get fed into the corporate boxes, and the vision comes through and as well. The vision, yeah, and, and you the, could be get, taking your shot, your shirt off. Yeah, in the ad yeah. breaks, so all your private conversations. Yeah, and and you could be eating. And it's the nature of media where you're in a highly strung on air environment. You do let your guard down in ad breaks, and you do hmm. say things you don't even mean, or you vent, or you're casual with your language. It ha- a lot of people do it. Oh, it's, you, you just have to assume it's the greatest fear. I think you've got in a. Broadcast studio. If you are around a microphone, it is always yep. on. Because you're right. You, you, yeah. <laughs> Even thinking about it, it's scary. Isn't it? yeah. <laughs> we got a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> we had a problem here that day until we, we didn't. Um, Archie, you don't like criticising Victorian racing like I do because, and I, and I don't want to make light of it. You've got a business attachment to it. I get all that, but. You must admit that it is hemorrhaging compared with the New South Wales operations. And I, and again, I know you make fun of my obsession with Peter Volandis and how he's transformed that state's racing. What did you make? And, and I want your honest opinion in this, that that the plan now is to rejuvenate racing and, and target the 18 to 35-year-olds. And then this is the other use of the phrase, fans, racing fans. I mean, you know my views. There's no fans in racing. There's just punters. We're going to have... Teams, trainers, jockeys, choosing horses to race in particular events and expect that to rejuvenate this ailing sport in this state as though it's the world's greatest plan, all based upon what supposedly happened at the onset of the Big Bash many, many years ago. Yeah, I don't mind it. You're trying something different. It's Please. it's content. No, it's not. It is. It's garbage. It's fodder. It's garbage. Well, but it's in the soft time of the year in racing in December. How's generally. it going to create one extra set of interest in it? Well, I would say this. If you don't try things, you're not going to ever progress. So your model is to sit back and complain about everything that anyone tries. They have tried to be relevant. Well, that's what they're trying to do. So what's the, what's the harm if it doesn't work? It's not going to work. It'll cost money oh, they haven't you, got. You don't think anything new will work, so let's we, we agree on that. 
let's you you put a line through anything new. No, no, no. That's what that's your. This your is your default when when you when you don't like that's something true. I raise. You, you you go back to my ways. I, I embrace a lot of new stuff, Hutchie. Let's get back to the specifics of this plan. Well, you said it won't work. Tell me the exact specifics you know about. Then how much do you actually know about it? Well, you seem to know a bit about it. Don't I don't you? know hardly anything about it, but I love to see people have a go at things. But how's it going, oh, Hutchie? I'm a punter. I'm not a racing fan. I'm a, I'm a punter. I. They've got to stop using the word fan, for starters. The whole industry is predicated and set yep. up and established on the gambling dollar. It's okay to admit that and embrace that. Now, I know out there, in the world that they want to now live in and try and present an, a nice environment for everyone, they don't want to say that. They want to talk about them as fans. They're not fans. They're punters. And unless they get punters punting, the whole industry is about to crash. Very difficult to have a rational conversation with you about racing. It's a bit like uh, Dennis Pagan used to say to me, listen, son, if you start arguing with fools, pretty soon people won't know the difference. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty hard for me to argue too, given, how... given your business is propped up by it. But but that's why you're coming at it. It's not even remotely propped up by it. Hutchie, we're sitting in the SEN track studio. Yeah, we have an observational product on racing. Yeah. I think it is... Well, tell me what's going to be good about it and tell me why it's going to get I, look, one I extra fan. I don't know enough about it. Of course but, you don't. But I do know this. Of course you don't. It's, it's, if, if it's, I read that it's at the end of the year. That's a good time to try things in racing. It's a soft time in December, January. It, the racing needs some energy and some ideation around that time. If it's got the big name trainers and jockeys and it's a teams based event and people, the, the big buy, name trainers and jockeys compete every single day of the year. Yeah, every they, single day, they do. But they, Eustace and Mar will have a horse running somewhere. In fact, multiple horses running somewhere you're not around the country. Really today. interested in my opinion on this, so I don't know why I'm even offering it. I, I don't know. It'll, is it going to be great? Who knows. No, is, no, it won't be. I'll, I'll get in early on that. It won't be. Um, Will it be a disaster? Yep. Is it worth a go? No. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Oh, you're infuriating. Well, it's, it's going to actually alienate the trainers who don't get asked and who haven't been asked oh, you... to sign NDAs. I, I read the article on Racenet, okay? I did. Yep. And yes, it's a speculative I'd piece. I'd be saying to those trainers, point blank, if I was running the place, yep. hey, listen, you get better and you'll be included, right, for one? <laughs> Two, yeah, those so, trainers are probably off trying to win a race. Uh, two, uh, we're trying to grow the whole industry, which everyone benefits. So give us a go at it. We're going to have a go. Like You've got to be able to try and innovate in things. I understand that. But racing is not lending itself to that type of it. They're basing it on the Big Bash, which is almost null and void now, given the Big Bash is now, what is it, 10 years old? Yeah, but- Th- That model's 10 years ago, and it was for cricket. It's not horse racing. Very, very, very hard conversation, Steph. In sport- you are going to need to have more and more versions of your sport to be socially relevant into a modern era. I read Adam Silver the other day. I think I saw his comments on this. Adam Silver in the NBA. heads one of the world's most popular games. Uh, was, he helped make it one of the most popular games in David Stern before NBA, he, they've grown basketball. it. They've yep. grown it. They've grown it through innovation and they've grown it through marketing and they've grown it through player stardom and yep. availability and accessibility and the zeitgeist of being cool and all those things. But they tried things along the way. They're playing tournament. Their tournament within the season, they're getting a little bit of criticism for. He was, I thought he was fantastic about it. We're going to try and do it. In the first year, it's very hard for anything to be really successful. Things rely on history. You can't create history unless you do it a few times, and it'll get better every year and give us a go at it. Like I think that's brilliant. Have a go. Try and create a different version of your sport. I knew exactly you were going to defend it. I, I, I didn't know how you are going to defend it, but that's how you've ended up leaking an NBA. Um, I have. Innovation to the to the rubbish that I've reading about the horse racing, but NBA, there's no comparison between NBA and, and horse racing here in Victoria, Archie. Every sport needs to innovate to stay relevant in modern times. Yeah, well, and by the way, if they aren't trying to have fans, 
they, then they should just pack it up and go home. Do, do you know a racing fan? Yep. Who? You're a racing fan. No, I'm not. I'm a punter. You like the races. I love the races, but yeah. I'm a punter. Well, I, I love it because I punt on it. And again, I'll just back over that for people who think I shouldn't yeah. punt and, and, and promote the fact I do. I have a really small amount every single Saturday. I've got two punting syndicates. I have a little small side bet myself. And if I lose, and I lose every single Saturday, that's my attitude. I still have entertainment. I, I'm, yeah. I'm using so it as the, an entertainment. You are the perfect I'm a punter. Fan. I'm a punter. You are the perfect fan. I'm a punter. I'm not a fan. You're like a the sweet spot retail customer. I'd have no interest you in lose it. A here, here it is. Here it is. If I'd have no interest in the sport if I couldn't punt on it. There you go. You have a I'm small a you lose a small amount of money within your means. Oh, I have interest in footy. I don't punt on footy probably, and I love football. I yeah. love the sport. I love cricket. I love cricket. I would not watch one horse race unless I had a dollar on it. Or unless unless there yeah. was a punting you, component to and it. And you lose within your means. You probably lose I, it. And I do. I do lose within your means. Probably lose I f- embarrassing amounts. Probably lose a few hundred dollars a year. I'm going to say embarrassing amounts. Embarrassingly low ma- amounts. I would yeah. hate people to see and have access to my account. So you probably lose three or four or five hundred dollars a I year. I don't want to go into it, Hutchie. It's, it's an entertainment and component. You probably, you probably spend it's, less. You'd spend less on. Probably more than that. But it's not. But, it's you, with, but you, would you lose less than you spend on, say, going to the movies a year? Would I lose less? I look at it as my going to the movies because I don't yeah. get the chance to have That's, three of them. Yeah. If you, um, but, how many but, how many cups of coffee a week do you have? Oh, way too many. Ten. Keep going. Fifteen. Keep going. Do you, you buy all those coffees? Oh, most of the time, I, I make them at home as well. If but like, how many would you buy from a? Uh, probably two a day as a rule. So fourteen a week. On some weeks, seven hundred a year. It's about three and a half thousand dollars a year on coffee. <laughs> so, can we assume that you lose more on coffee than you do on the races? I, I'd hope I'd lose more on coffee than I do on the yeah. races. If you're telling me my coffee bills that much, but you, you're nourished by it and you feel yeah. a sense of entertainment. It's entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I'm not here defending. I'm just my spend. I'm just comparing your. You're I, a fan of coffee. You can't say I'm not a fan of coffee. I only drink it because it's got caffeine in it. Oh, Archie, please. <laughs> you try to bring an MBA and now a coffee purchase to my argument about this. I would, this I would say you lose within your, within your means because you're a fan. <laughs> I would say that you – I just hope one day we can have a conversation about Victorian racing that, that's a, a real one. I, I think they've got some issues, but I don't think – Oh, actually, that that is a credit to you. That That's the first I've got out of you on on this topic now for five years. They've got some issues. They, that, that's they, an admission by you. They have, but – they are trying to innovate. I, I respect that. That's all I needed. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, now, if, I'm is just going to put a line through. I'm just going to put it in the Dylan Howard files. <laughs> Actually, someone someone um, grabbed me in the street the other day and said, keep on hutchy about Dylan Howard. And you're just not even going to acknowledge that. You're just going to just ignore the fact that this this listener, this regular listener wants me to keep going you about Dylan Howard. And you're just, you're just not even going to open your mouth, are you? With, with Tom Brown, are you going to get involved <laughs> to try and rescue him to the industry as the AFMA president? <laughs> Tell me, I'll answer that if you answer this. Have you have you got your little? Um, how did you? How were you quoted by Buzz Rothfield in the Daily Telegraph? You're going to have a quote bite to eat yep. with the Johns brothers. Have you have you had that bite to eat? Uh, oh, oh, I've caught. Now I've caught up with <laughs> people involved. Hang on, before you talk, is this newsworthy for Buzz Rothfield? I just think it's. What I would say is, oh, no. it's not an easy solve, this one. So they're, oh. they're, they're going to take some time Hang working on. through it. Hey, Buzz, get get your tape recorder. So you have attempted to broker the peace deal? No, it's not my business to broker. Well, I, you I, said I, it was. I told no, no, you, you said it was last week. No, I told you at the time that it's their brothers and they'll work it out in their yeah, own I know they're brothers. You can't interfere in family <laughs> things. One's the greatest media talent in the country and one's the greatest rugby league player ever seen. They're, I think it's fair I to say. I know who they are, Hutchie. All I, th- all I could say is um, 
we would welcome and love to have Andrew back on the airwaves, and he's not yet not yet ready to to. Um, because of the stash with the brother, he's not yet ready to reemerge. You, you you kept buying time, saying that at the completion of the State of Origin series, that would be the moment that it would be all okay. You were going to go and have quote a bite to eat with them, and it I was going to be solved. I, I didn't say it was reported. Well, you were quoted never, saying I, no, it was not. Buzz quoted. Rothfield said you were going to have a quote a bite to eat. No, he said I didn't say. Hang on, you didn't say that. I never ever said demo. I was having lunch with anybody. I, I saw the lunches. article that said Hutchie would have, quote, a bite to eat with um, the Johns brothers. Andrew's welcome back uh, whenever he's ready on our airways. We love him. We miss him. Um, he equally respect that um, he and Maddie's position with each other. They're going to work through things, and I'm sure they'll do that at some stage. I am just need to delve into this a little bit. You, you've attempted this, though, haven't you, since we last spoke about it on air? You, you've attempted to broker it. No, I don't think it's my or our business to uh, meddle in... F- in families. Can I put it to you? You've had a crack at this and it's now bigger than you realised. No, I've had a, I've had a conversation around if there's another environment in our world that might suit. And I don't think that that quite does yet until this is resolved. So it wasn't theatre after all that? The, the stoush. How many times have I told you point blank? There's, they, they see the world a little differently and we respect them both. Are you going to attempt to get them together again, the three of you? Don't worry, I'm, I'm not, I'm, it's not my role to meddle in um, brothers. Okay. They'll sort it out. They, they got their history is they sort it out every time. Did you just break your silence on the intervening in the Johns no, Brothers? I, didn't. I think you did. I think I you did, Buzz. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> well, before you do, just add, we've got to get to the question of the week here for DrinkWise. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to DrinkWise. We'll go with Nathan Intravene on email this week. How much untapped potential do you, do you guys see in Australian soccer and should the AFL be fearful if soccer gets things right in this country? So It's a long-held question. This question has been posed for the best part of, yep. would it be... Am I stretching it? 40 years? Certainly yep. 30 years. Ian Collins used to say soccer was the sleeping giant. Yeah. Ian Collins used to be the two I see at the AFL. And he used that phrase, I think, to try and scare the AFL industry into some action about staving off soccer. But it's never really materialised no. seriously, has it? No, it hasn't. Is the Matildas, though, hosting the FIFA Women's World Cup, is this potentially a moment? And just to back over, we're talking after the Australian team last night officially qualified to move out of the uh, the cutthroat matches, or sorry, out of the group matches into the cutthroat stage. I think it's been sensational, the FIFA Women's World mm. Cup. The quality of football, the quality of the crowds. The crowds. The, and the TV numbers are huge too, aren't they? TV numbers are fantastic. Yeah. The uh, atmosphere at the venues has been awesome. Just been think it's been superb. Which one did you go to? I've, I haven't been to one. I went to night one. That was the yeah the the, the launch one. The, yep. the, when Sam Kerr was and on was, the drill. you did say I that. Was yeah, ready to go Thursday night in Brisbane, yep. but I was was too sick on the day, so yep. I couldn't go. But um, yeah, I think it's been superb. It, the Matildas are going to maintain. The Matildas have been doing a great job building their following for a long time anyway, and that will maintain. Yep. So, uh, but it, you know, is it a threat to AFL or NRL? No, not anytime soon. Hey, um, it, it, just rule it out as a as a sporting threat and, and a and a you know eyeballs threat. I think don't think it's going to take week to week market share off them ever. Okay, it's playing in the summertime as well domestically. Hey, tell me, Damo, um, uh, we got Nick McKenzie on last week. Winks, we uh, got some part of, really good feedback to that, Hutchie. Part of our Macca's winter interview series. It's all thanks to Macca's win free McCafe coffee for a year on the My Macca's app. 
Gary V's upcoming soon, so we're looking forward to that as interview two. We look forward to Gary, and that'll drop in the next, hopefully the next week. We're just toying when to drop that. Tell me your feedback on Winks. Feedback was good. Feedback's really good. In fact, more than I've ever got uh, on from this show, which just, just goes to show if we get a good guest on, it might be something we should look at. A little at. bit of a loving. I see Jane, <laughs> Jane left the unfair edit in at the end, which got a bit of a reaction. Well, we we actually asked Nick if we could run that unfair edit, so to speak, because it was the, the interview supposedly closed down, but when he gave us that great line, uh, we asked him at the time, can we run this? And he said, yes, you can run whatever you want. I loved it. I loved it. And what one part of the feedback was that I know what, you know my obsession with Nick McKenzie's talents. Oh, yeah. A lot of the no, feedback I got was that you were more fanboy than I was. Oh, please. That's, that was on more than one part of feedback, Hatchie. Oh, please. In fact, and also, too, did you see what Nathan Brown did? No. He rattled off a question of yours that ran for 57 oh, I one seconds. One I didn't pick up on this at the time. No, I did. 57 seconds, yeah. Hatchie. What are you I, doing? I asked a long in The there. whole thing only went for about 15 minutes. No. I asked a really long one in there. And it wasn't even a good one, too, when no, I got back. No, it wasn't. No. What were you thinking? Oh, I lost my way. I was a bit weary. It was, it was just starting to get crook, you might recall. <laughs> well, we'll sign off on us on hey, the program. Just uh, before you finish, yeah. Mark Schwarzer, as a footballer, he was reluctant to answer media questions. He's become quite a um, toe-in-the-door journalist. He was, he was the goalkeeper, wasn't he? Good soccer player. Anyway, let's finish up. I think that's the sounding board for Drinkwise. <laughs> Where are you going with Mark Schwarzer? Uh, uh, I was about to go somewhere, but I've run out of steam. If you're choosing <laughs> to drink, choose to drink wise. Park it. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Be sure to catch our McCafe interview series, all thanks to McCafe. Win free McCafe coffee for a year on the My Macca's app. 25 winners every day ends 29th of August 2023. And thanks to Perla T-shirts. Look and feel your best with Perla's premium tees, the perfect combination of fit, quality and looks with a little extra room in the belly. Head to getperla.com.